Welcome back to first year in medical device sales. And we today have the pleasure of having a first time guest on first year in, but a returning guest to our podcast as we get to have the pleasure of having Seth Coletti on today's episode where Seth actually was on new to medical device sales. If you guys want to go listen to that app, that episode where you can actually hear how he went from doing sales, breaking into medical device sales. And now it's crazy to think, man, it's been over three years almost that you've been in med device sales. So Seth, welcome to the show. Time flies, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me back <laughs> on. Super excited to be here and just love what you're doing with content and helping everybody break in. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, it's been so much fun. And like now it's getting them in like you've seen we got you guys in now it's hey, how do you come in and actually have success? And you're one of those people that, you know, when I think about, hey, someone who came in and really just embraced what I want to do to be successful, you're one of those people because I remember you and I going through some of the challenges you went through, but then also being able to take low performing territories to top tens, like you you've had that success and you've been able to show that. So before we jump too far into it, number one, you guys, I need to mention this. Seth is only 25 years old um, and he is crushing it. So I always put that out there for you guys. But also the one thing I just want to go is Seth had a little different start to medical device sales. So do you want to just kind of explain how you broke in? Like, And I don't have to go into the detail of how you broke in because we know you broke in and everybody else hopefully listening to this has already broken. So you guys kind of have it figured out, but kind of like that first year, but what was your first job? Cause you didn't come in as like the associate sales rep that most people would think of and just kind of talk about your journey in that, that first year. And then I know there's some transitions after that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, real quick in college, sold boats all throughout college. And I thought I was going to do like physical therapy afterwards, but I really got tied to kind of the sales side I was in the company going full full time with school um, and eventually got top 10 out of like 700 people for boat sales. So I, I loved it. I love the competitiveness, um, you know, broke right in through help from you, other connections, uh, top medical device company in the world. Uh, and it was a little different than the traditional, you know, kind of associate sales rep role, which was nice. It was almost like an interim role between associate sales and then full line rep. So we were just virtual sales. Um, they call it calling on offices that kind of the territory managers couldn't get to um, and just really cold calling a huge book of business. So I kind of got thrown right in because when you're at home, when you're in the virtual setting, you've got people that are like, okay, you're sitting at home. You can call you know, as many accounts as you can get to in a day. So it was just, it was a lot kind of like everybody says, drinking from a fire hose and then taking a territory that was doing nothing. So it was brand new. I started in the role and it was a new role, brand new territory. So really no business. Um, and just kind of building that from the ground up was, you know, kind of where we went from that. And it's like, you talk about, you know, in some of your episodes, when you're first starting out, kind of grabbing onto that existing business and grabbing onto, you know, what you had already, that was even tough to do um, in this role. So it was a lot yeah. of cold calling, but it really kind of, I think, prepared me to be on the outside and, you know, face the nose that I face just because of the amount that I face in a day on the phone. It's like, I can get to exponentially more people on the phones. and I'm just hearing no up on, nobody wants to talk. Um, it's a difficult sale. So I'm kind of thankful for that. I'm thankful I had that, you know, kind of, hey, you got to get up, you got to make as many calls as you can close some business, um, you know, ended up being one of the top ones on the team in that role. And 
like you said, face some challenges. I mean, it's a big company. It's one of the largest medical device companies in the world yep. and a brand new role. Yep. Um, so they're kind of, you know, finding their footing. We're finding our footing. Yep. Uh, and there were definitely, definitely some challenges with the role, but I love the team. I loved everybody that I worked with, um, you know, continued to network while I was in that role, not just with people on my team, but with people on other teams. And that's the same thing that you do when you break in, just continuing to build that network with people. Um, and eventually had somebody reach out to me um, through network. And they were like, hey, we got this role open, another top medical device company. I went through like two interviews basically because they already knew me, got the role, and then I was in the OR. So I did a, a year inside virtual sales, hopped into the OR at a year. Um, and then again, I'm on, you know, one of the low performing territories in the country. So it's just like, um, things happen. Some people get thrown into a top territory and some people get thrown in kind of like you were to one of the territories that's not doing that great. Yeah. Yeah. And a couple of things I got to say, number one, I love that you did all the cold calling because that just gets you prepped. And what most people don't understand, I say this to our people all the time when they're reaching out networking to, uh, just get into this industry. If I told you on 101, on 101 calls, like if you had 100 no's, your 101st call would be a yes. Yeah. You would try to get those no's as fast as possible. You'd be on it. You'd be like getting hung up on it. You'd be smiling the whole way. But for some reason, we don't think about it that way because again, most people just miss. We're in sales. It's a numbers game. You got to get on calls. But what it is, is, you know, every call is an opportunity. Every opportunity you have to get on it. Well, I just say that it's a great learning for what you went through because, hey, you're not afraid of rejections. And like you said, then when you get into the actual OR, you've already been told that to, you've been cussed at, you've been hung up on, you've had the worst of the worst. So someone just saying, no, I'm not interested is like, okay, right? It's not gonna, it's not gonna bug you, number one. Number two, I have to mention is what you said, and we, and we talk about this all the time, but I say this, I've networked a thousand times more being in medical device sales than I ever did outside of medical device sales. When I was trying to break in, of course, I'm networking, calling, getting on calls, but I'm on more calls now in medical device sales than I ever was before that. And what people don't understand is, and this is going to be for the new listeners. Let me just make your life so easy because you just heard what happened for Seth. When you continue to network with human beings in this industry, you make good relationships and you're really good at what you do. Guess what? When an opportunity comes knocking, you might be the first one getting called on it. Also, what I'll just sit here and tell you, it's why I can say this, and I know Seth feels the same way. You want to know why I'm never, like everybody who's new to this, what's job security? What happens if this? You know why I never ask that, why I never care? I top, I'm a top performer. I perform. Guess what? You don't think I can't make three calls right now and have a new job if I got fired next month? Like, you're out of your mind if you don't think so. Also, this is a plug. I can't go into too much detail, but I did. Uh, I haven't even told you, Seth. Uh, yesterday was a very exciting day. I did actually just land the largest purchase order in company's history. Um, uh, it was. It's the biggest one of my life. Uh, so the reason I'm just saying this real quick is everybody keeps saying we can't do what we do. Some dumb idiot who is a personal trainer can't ever break into medical device sales. We've been able to come in, continue to do this. And it, yesterday was an awesome moment to be able to share what I will share in the future when I can tell more in detail, but massive deal with the, one of the largest companies in medical device sales in the world. And it was, let me just tell you to give you guys an idea. It was more than half a million dollars. So I'm a pretty happy guy right now, but the reason <laughs> I'm just telling you guys that is 
why I said that to you right now is not to be like, oh, Jacob's amazing, all this stuff. It's to be like, you don't think I can't be like, look at my resume, look what I've done. And I've networked and I've made relationships. You don't think I can't go get another job in med device sales? You're nuts. AKA just like Seth did really good at what he did, networked. And then he actually got calls. And instead of going through seven interviews, only had to go through two and got the job. So that's one thing I want you guys to hear. Now, the last thing I want to just touch on, as you said, and it's such a good point is a lot of people coming at oh, like high performing territories and, and we've come on underperforming. What I just told you, I've been the underdog my whole life and I freaking love it. Like put me at the bottom and I just want to go and prove myself. The reason I'm just saying that is because Seth, do you remember? I remember this conversation very clearly, which was over a year ago for you guys, just to think about. I remember you telling me, what was the team? You don't have to go into as specifics, but I remember our numbers. Do you remember what when you started, what place your team was at? And then when we talked the next time, because I, I remember that conversation. Oh my goodness, man. I'll have to, I can't even, geez, I was probably like 70 or 72, like one of the lowest territories in the company. And, you know, it's just, you know, bad experience that everybody had beforehand. Yep. Um, and, and what then, would you be able to get it up to? Because I know things changed after that, but what were you able to get it up to before things changed? Yeah, we, we got up to like 14 in the company. So absolutely incredible. Um, not a bad, and it's not just, a bad change. It's through a lot of hard work, man. And it's like you said, it's, you know, I did when I transitioned that role, I had an existing, you know, book of business, went to them and, you know, kind of grasped onto them, learned everything I could from them, why they use the products, um, and then kind of added on sales to those surgeons as well, because it's kind of warm leads. And it's yep. like getting to know everybody in that facility because different nurses might be working with different doctors different scrub techs might be scrubbing in different rooms. And if I've got experience with one of them, with this doc that's already using our products and they get pulled into another room, if I've already networked with them, they might be like, Hey, why don't you go ahead and try Seth's stuff today? And that's, I just kept expanding on that. Um, and it's just about being, being really strategic yep. with what you're doing, keeping that current business. And then while you're doing it, it's like, I would spend my night times. I'm, I'm looking at the numbers. I'm looking at who previously ordered. I'm looking at, you know, what's my plan for the next quarter, these surgeons I'm going to go for, how am I going to do it? I'm going to go through these nurses, these techs that I have good relationships with these in services and just being really strategic with your time. A thousand percent. I just, I get jacked when I hear that, because let me just say <laughs> this to every single person that's already, it's, it's a very different world for me right now because I'm with a startup. And when I came in, literally had $0 of business in the United States West, I run the whole Western U S at $0 of business. So that's been a different, I don't have existing business to grow. Now I do, right? I've been able to go get deals done with brand new people and then grow within those accounts. But the reason I'm just saying that is everyone tells me, oh, med device sales is so hard. Sales is so hard. And especially with what we do with most of our stuff, it's really not that hard. People are just impatient and then they don't have a plan. That's the two things that I have to put because what I'll say to what you just said was, Number one, you guys want to just grow your accounts wherever you're at, whatever industry you're in, just actually go to the ones that you're already with and just do an amazing job. And then when you do an amazing job, guess what's going to happen? They're going to buy more. Literally, that was just our talk with my CEO yesterday with the big deal I just made. It's amazing. It's great. But know what happens? It's now my job to make it an amazing experience because if I do that, guess what's going to happen? More POs more purchases because I'm providing the value that they were looking for. So it, it's not rocket science. It's actually just do what you say you're going to do. Be really good at it. Number two on that is 
networking, like you said, with the scrub techs and the nurses. And you don't know. The best part is when you're not in the room and they're selling for you. That's when you guys know you will start winning and you'll start exceeding quota and get paid a lot. Because people will actually be like, man, Seth is a great dude. He has a great product and he's always reliable. It does his thing. That's what they want to hear. The last piece that I have to put is no different than what I did. I had it written up on my wall. I knew what my quota was. I knew how many cases I had to do a day, um, a month, how many I had to do a day, and then would just reverse engineer it. That's all you have to do, you guys. It's not like it's that hard. You have to have a plan. But like Seth didn't just say, well, hope it works. I'm just going to keep showing up every single day. And this is why I can say most reps do that. Most reps in this industry are just like, I'm just going to pound the pavement, pound the pavement, pound the pavement. And then you just, this is what I can always just tell you guys, because everyone will ask, Hey, Jacob, how can you run businesses and do med device sales and have success? All this stuff. It's because you just have to be time management. You have to go and where, where the, put, uh, the juice is worth the squeeze compared to most people are just busy. Most people are just being busy. They're go, Oh, I've worked a 14 hour day. Great. But did that produce any business? Right? Because that's where I can tell people. Yeah, I can work a three-hour day, and I know that it produced more than some colleagues that are doing eight hours a day. Like, that's just, it is what it is, right? And that's what Seth's talking about when he's game planning at night. I did the same thing when I was at Medtron when I first started. Hey, here's the surgeons. Here's who's ordered. Here's who they talk to. Oh, I see. They might know each other. Here, You're just going, and you're figuring out a plan, and then be like, hey, let's go try and execute the plan. And guess what? The plan is going to change because you will get new information. You'll have new experiences and then it goes from there so that's a great point to say seth is like how you are doing it because again it's not like it's crazy it's just you had a plan you went and executed on the plan that you kept putting together you kept changing the plan because it kept you kept getting more information and then you would go execute on that and then i know this about you hence why i love having you on here you're just a good christian dude that also follows through on his word and is a hard worker like great I want to, I want that person on my team. And I know that they're going to provide compared to, like I say to every single people first, every single person that I talk to most reps in this industry will say they'll be at a surgery and they never show up. That's it, man. It's, and, and like you said, it's bringing that value and, and why they're going to choose you. I mean, now device is so competitive that your competitor might have a better product than yep. you do, but that surgeon will choose you if they know that you're going to show up, like you said, if they know that you're going to bring value into the room. When you go in there, you're not just standing there. You're being an active part of the surgery. You've got to do what the competitor is not going to do and make sure that you're always providing value. I mean, now in my current role, I was just speaking to one of my office managers the other day, and I literally drove overnight eight hours to bring a product. And she, I told her the next day, she's like, wait, you drove eight hours? And I was like, yes. I said, I wanted to make sure that you guys had it and it's my responsibility to do it. And she's like, oh my goodness, if I would have known, like I would have told you not to do that. But now it's like, I have that relationship and they're going to remember that in the future. They're going to, yep. when somebody else comes in there, they're going to be like, well, Seth did this. I highly doubt that somebody else is going to do that. Preach that one more time, buddy. Like, this is what people <laughs> don't understand is like, this is what you guys who all reach out to me. How do you do this? How do you be successful? You do what others just won't do. And this is what too many people will say. And I just have to get very blunt with you all. Many of you are very too, you're too much and too emotional. You think too emotionally all the time. Because what I, I, I've heard this, eight hours, this account wants, but compared to Seth doesn't do that. Seth was like, all right, eight hours, I'm going to get in my car. Let's go get it done. 
right? That's the difference that I see with the people that are super high performers and people who are actually get real results compared to the people who don't. The people who don't get results are too emotional. They'll make reasons why it won't work. They freak out, all this stuff. Compared to what I've tried to get better at is it is what it is, right? Whatever you get, the hand you get dealt, it is what it is, right? So there's there was times what people don't understand this. Like when I was at Medtronic and I'm running two states and sometimes I was trying to like just do what was the best for the company. I would wake up at 3.55, I would leave my house by 4.15, drive six hours to New Mexico, do cases from like 11 to 2, and then I would drive home, and I wouldn't get home till 8 o'clock at night. Like, not many other people were going to be doing that, and I knew that, but for me, I was just like, hey, this is what it is, and it's what I got to get done today so I can make sure to provide the best value for my accounts and do it. And again, at the time, I was trying to save as much money for my accounts because Hey, I'm, I, I, yeah, I could have got on a flight, but a lot of times, Hey, you got to go the night before whatever it is. But also for me, a lot of times, like I had to bring equipment. And so I got to a point though, because of that, just so you guys know, because of the couple of times I did that and they knew I drove out there and I made it very well known. I just drove seven hours and left at three fifty-five this morning. So I could be here for that case. Right. And there was a couple of times, just so you know, it canceled. Like I got there and it canceled and I was like, you have to be kidding me. Right. <laughs> an opportunity for me to now grow inside that account. Everybody knew I just drove out there. Like if surgery schedulers dropped the ball, all that stuff. Cause I would, I would check before I ever left and all that stuff the day before, Hey, we're making sure we're good. But the reason I'm just saying that by doing that, I created such a big relationship that that's where some of my biggest sales were because it wasn't like, Hey, I'm going to do this anymore. It's they already know I'm committed to them. And that's what most of these accounts are looking for. That's what Seth says. Like, First off, we are always going to sell a product that we believe in, hence why we're going to be always so passionate about it and we believe what we do. But at the end of the day, I get so, so passionate about when people are like, oh, they sell a better product. Great. But are they a better rep? This is what people don't understand. I just had this a person on one of our calls uh, the other day for our, our course call in new medical device sales. Hey, this is the top dog. Should I even go to the underdogs? I'm like, yes, because guess what? <laughs> If, because again, what most people think is they think it's just the product, but if the product, but with no service, they're not going to use the product. If the doctor doesn't know when the rep's going to be there or they, they can't put it together because the rep is not good at what they do, it doesn't matter how great the product is, right? It's the delivery of it. And so I always bring this back to strength and conditioning because that's what I was this, this world before here. But this is what they always said. They said, you could have the perfect workout plan, but if people aren't committed, who cares? But if you could have the worst workout plan, but if you have guys who will run through a wall for you, you will win championships. What I'm saying right there, guys, is you just have to be good at what you do. Be the best rep you can. Follow through on you. Be an expert at what you do. Be an expert on the other people's products so you know how to sell against them. Talk to them. And then just be so dang good at your, spot, at your stuff and with your staff that they're just like, man, he's the best. She's the best. You do that, you will have so much success in this industry because I can tell you what losers do. They sell a better product. They're cheaper. They're Somehow Porsche and like Louis Vuitton and Mercedes, all these are way more expensive, but they're still happening. But then vice versa. Now, if you're selling a Honda Civic, somehow they're still around too, right? Like you just have to be able to figure out what it is that you sell, what you're doing, and then be the best at what you can and provide that value every single time, like Seth said. Right. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's almost like, you know, there were better products, just like you said, that a lot of the surgeons were using, cause I was the underdog. Nobody was using my stuff, but 
making sure that the business that you do have continue to provide that value. And then, hey, if you're in the hallway and like you said, if, if there's a bad rep, if a rep doesn't show up, I had a bunch of times where I'd be passing a surgeon. He'd be like, I'm just going to use Seth's stuff because the other rep is 10 minutes late. You know, we got to get this case started. So it's about being there, showing up um, and every chance you get, if you're there for one surgery, trying to network with other surgeons and say, hey, I'm here for this surgery. Um, you know, just want to introduce myself real quick if you haven't met them, but just making sure that they know that you're still there. If they need anything, you, they can call on you. You're going to show up. You're always going to be there. And for me, it was always like, if you call me, I'm going to answer. And it's most likely going to be on the first or second ring versus some of the competitors. They're having to leave voicemails. Where are they going to be at? For me, yep. customer calls me, I'm there. Bam. And that's why you guys will win. And I just said this to our course team. I said, Hey, like, Yes, I get a pretty crazy day, but there are some times at like 7 p.m. I'll put my phone down or like 8 p.m. And then like I'll check it before bed. But the thing is, is pretty much from 5 a.m. when I wake up 5 to 6 a.m. I'll, I'll do my devotions in the morning and then try to leave it till about 5.30, 5.45. But by about 5.45 till about 5 p.m., this thing is glued to me. Because to Seth's point, it goes back to you just have to be available and then be good at what you do. Seth won deals because he was just available. Other people didn't pick up. He made business. It's, it's doing the little things, but then people will, again, what I'm just trying to get you guys to see is people will always have excuses, but I don't want to be on my, whatever. It does not matter. It, the reason, it is what it is. You will either just get the results or you won't. And that's what Seth has showed with this, but you guys, I hope you hear this whole thing is if you can just be a reliable human being, good at what you do, a self-starter, keep your word, and then understand what you're selling and understand your competitors, you will do great in this industry. And just be, oh, and last thing, I have to put this one because this is the biggest one, and be consistent. Anybody can do it for a week, a day, a month, even a year, but can you do it more? Can you do it every single time so they know the character of Seth? That's the biggest thing. But yeah, man, like you, again, it's been so much fun to watch your journey and all your success, but this is where I get excited for the show is something new I wanted to start doing. So that's, what's been the biggest learning curve for you or what, what have you learned about being in med device sales over the last two to three years? And maybe something that you wish you would have known before you got into it, because people always be like, Hey, what's the hardest part? And I tell them it's babysitting human beings that should be functioning <laughs> human beings. But like even just yesterday, it's where's the shipment at? And I'm like, the person above it, thankfully on the email was like, did you read Jacob's email where he put the tracking information in? And they're like, no, it's like, <laughs> can't help you. Right. Like, but uh, for you, what, what's that been like? I think, um, you know, you jump into the industry and you think, you know, going in, oh, I'm just going to be, you know, I'm going to be in surgery. I'm going to be supporting the product and, you know, that's going to be my day, but it's almost like how many different hats you have to wear. Um, and, you know, just taking ownership of each one of those hats because, Hey, it might not necessarily be my job to do this. There might be somebody else that's supposed to do it, but a lot of times you have to take ownership and say like, you know, whatever, it didn't get done. It didn't get relayed. I'm going to do it right now. And I'm going to fix the situation for whoever needs help with it. Um, and just making sure that all these moving pieces 
kind of go together because yeah you might be the sales rep for the product but you also like you just said you have to do tracking you also probably have to do customer service you don't want your customers have to wait on hold yep um, and there's a million other things that we do during the day i mean going to fedex it's um you know little reports that you have to do for your territory and you're not just going to be yeah. in surgery all day there's a no. ton you do that's the, that's the biggest thing I would just say is everybody thinks when you, and again, if you guys are listening to this, you're already in it, but you're probably like associate and stuff and you're finding out everybody thinks it's just, Hey, I'm going to be in cases and selling surgeons. It's like, I will just say mo for most people that's under 10% of their job. Like you're doing so much more tracking, getting on calls, customer service, aligning uh, new meetings, like dealing with problems. But the last thing I got to say on that is what you just said, man. And this is what I always just tell people in everything in my life. It's extreme ownership. If something's going bad in my life, it's because of me, because I either allow those people into it. I have put myself in this position. I, whatever, I have not done good enough teachings, whatever it is. The reason I'm telling you guys that is the exact same thing of what Seth just said. When you go to an account, you can sit there and blame the nurses all you want, but guess what's going to happen? They're going to just hate you even more and it's going to make the relationship worse. And then your case isn't going to go well. Right. Like it's you can you can play that card and, and you have every valid reason to play the card because that is what they're paid to do. And you're supposed to not touch anything or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, are you going to do that and not help or are you going to just be an asset? They're like, dang, Seth does so much for us. And they because let me just make this really clear. When you do that stuff, they know they're supposed to be doing it. They know. But when they have you there to help them, you just became that asset. And then. When you're doing it, it goes back to it's my job because if a case goes horrible and the staff is just sucking, I can always just be like that staff sucks and walk out and be like surgeon. But again, goes back to it's not about that. It's about the patient on the table. Did they get the best experience? If not, why? It, was it the staff? Okay, why is the staff? Is it because they're horrible human beings? Yeah, maybe, but probably not. It's could they use another in service? Right. Like that's what that was the number one thing for me. If there was anything that was ever bad, it'd be like, okay, these people, it's been a while. They need a refresher. So it's my job to go to the team and say, hey, let's do an in service next uh, week at 6 a.m. and I'll bring coffee or whatever for everybody. Right. It's making sure you're staying ahead of it because, again, there's always reasons to point the finger at somebody else. But at the end of the day, it's like we talk about it didn't matter if it was COVID or what's going on in your life. There's always reason and external factors, family, friends, stuff like that, why you can't be successful. But the ones that I know aren't going to like, they're like, yep, I'm going through this. Yeah, I got this going on. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, there's a lot, but we're just going to get it done. So I just wanted to say that because you are 100% right, Seth. Like, that was the same thing for me. I tell people, like, I literally have a blog post. It's in our book, first year in. It's, it's, you wear a million hats. You can't even say how many hats. Like, when people are like, what do you do? And I'm like, business reviews, track surgeries, run trays. And I do it. And I have, by the time I get to 15, and they're like, you're still going. I'm like, yeah, that's not even a 10th. Like there's right. a lot. Yeah. And uh, from the outside, you don't realize that when you're, when you're breaking in, but you kind of just, just get thrown into it and you just have to, you know, run with it and own it. Like you said, and it's that, it, it's that ownership that translates into your accounts and your sales and making sure that you're a top performer. And to your question, I would say, you know, what did I, what do I wish I knew starting out? And it's just like, big companies, you're going to have issues, you're going to have challenges. And I've been at now two of the top companies in the world. And I've had issues at both of them. I really like I really loved what I did in both of them. But 
you're going to have issues and you just kind of, it's, it's always like that. Um, you know, the grass is always greener and it, it is. <laughs> Preach it, baby. Preach it one it more is. time. It is. So you just have to find, and you know, I went through a layoff at the beginning of the year and came back to the original company that I was at. And why did I come back? You know, I, I said I had challenges before it was the team that we were on. It yep. was, I had networked with them already. I knew them. I loved my manager. Um, you know, I love the team that they've built, the culture there. And that's really, I mean, yeah, you're going to have challenges, but you're going to have challenges at any company Damn. and who do you want to face them with? It's, is it going to be with, you know, this team over here that you didn't you really know that great. They didn't get along that good. You didn't have support. Or is it the team over here where they, they want you to win? Everybody's sharing their success. You know, the top performers are, you know, calling me and saying, this is what I'm doing. You know, this is how yeah. you can get here. That's where I want to be at all day. I love that, man. And I, I'm going to just second that. I had this huge talk yesterday with our course call that we do every Wednesday to help people break in. And that was my biggest thing is everybody marries a division, but what you need to actually marry is the team because the team is who you're going to be with. Who cares about what product you sell and what you think it's going to be like? Because most of our people that, again, most people before they get in the industry, just like you all listening, you didn't know what it was like to be in spine until you got into spine, but you think you wanted to do spine. Now you like, I tell people, it's like the equivalent of being like, what's your favorite continent? And you're like, Africa. It's like, you ever been? No, but I saw a picture of giraffe and you might, okay, cool. That doesn't mean you know anything. But the thing is, is you might go over to Africa and be like, the giraffes aren't as cool as I thought. And holy crap, there's a lion. So it's not my favorite continent anymore. The reason I'm saying that to you all is we all marry these divisions and we put these traps in our head that we think we're in a box that you're in ortho. So you have to stay in ortho. That's a bunch of crap that you just made up in your head or somebody told you. And that's not true. What it is, is you need to go where the team that supports you. Why am I into this? Is because I was with my team and I'm like, these guys are all like me and they're all one winners and they all will support us. And I, because I already believed in the product I saw and I was like, hey, this is great. But it goes back to everything. I don't care if the team sucks. If I don't have the support, it, it doesn't matter. And that's what many of you, especially as you guys are associate sales reps, many of you think that you got to stay in the same division that you're in right now. That's a bunch of trash. If you don't like it, you don't hate it, go somewhere else. If your team sucks, why are you going to stay in a team that sucks? Oh, the product's so good. Oh, this, great. And you're going to be constantly miserable. You're going to be calling me in a, a year with mental health being like, oh, I'm just so drained, right? Compared to stuff, it's not going to feel that because when you have a team that gets it, they understand it, they support it, and they want to be with you and everybody wants you to win. That's what it is. This is a family that you're joining. But most people, like I always just say that, what and, and this is to the most respect out there, but people always ask like, Jacob, why did you have so much success at these big companies or at the big company? And like, where am I? I don't drink the Kool-Aid. I'm gonna put that real quick. And let me just say this real quick, because I also understand we are all in a business and we are a business transaction. They pay you a certain amount of money because you make them a certain amount of money. The moment that stops, the moment we go into a recession or any of that, you're out, right? The reason I'm saying that is that the amount of people who I've heard who'd be like, I'm at J&J &J or I'm at Smith and Nephew because it's just the best and I'm doing all this. And then they get laid off six months later because they didn't think, yes, you have to have a team, but understand when you're in a team, you got to love it. But also understand when we're in med device sales, it's a business. So I just needed to state those two things real quick. But number three, the one thing I really just wanted to touch on because Seth, you did such a great job of just like hitting on it is there's so many problems everywhere else. The grass is always greener. It doesn't matter even with the relationship. Think about this, right? Oh, there's a cuter person or there's a nicer person, or whatever. Great. They all still have problems, right? It is the exact same thing. It doesn't matter where you go there are going to be problems that come up. I've been at the big companies. I've been at the small companies. It doesn't matter whatever company it is. I have my own company. Guess what? Problems every single day, right? Like it is going to happen. It's just, 
this is what I'm so proud of. The team I'm on for my W2 with Innovis, the team that I have for our company here, it's the people I want to fight with because I know they're coming. And that's the last thing I'm going to say right now is it's, it goes back to everything I always tell. The biggest lie that we get told in life is life is going to be easy and you're always going to be happy. If you have lived any life, you understand that is the farthest from the truth because you're not always happy and it's not easy. People die, people break up, people have losses, people are going through financial whatever. There's family stuff that you can't put in. There's job stuff. That is just the biggest lie. So stop thinking that you're going to go to a job and a job is going to make you the happiest person in the world and it's going to be beautiful and perfect because guess what? Everything has a little problem. You're going to have to figure it out, but who do you want to do it with? And then lastly to that, this is my biggest thing. If you hear anything from today's episode, please hear me on this. Seth is an amazing person because Seth's an amazing person, not because he's a medical device sales rep. You listening to this are so much more than being a medical sales rep. You are so much more than your career because the moment I see all the depression happen, I see the anxiety happen, I see people not having self-worth is when they put their worth in their career and now you're only based on how you perform. And then if you have a bad month, a bad quarter about nothing, now you're worthless. Now you're not good enough. That is trash. That's why it's like me and Seth get along so well. We know who we are in faith. We know who we are. There's nothing more we can do to get where we're loved enough, right? But also to that is we're good dudes. We we lay, like every single day, I just say, can I lay my head down on the pillow and be okay with how I handled that day? No matter what anybody else says about me, because there's a lot of people who are going to talk who never have even had a conversation with me. They're just going to watch one TikTok or one 10 second clip from our podcast and be like, I hate that guy, which is fine. But again, the reason I'm just saying that to you guys is know who you are as a person. If you don't do self-work on that, go start figuring out who you are as a human being, because medical device sales is amazing. But it's what I've said every single time. If I'm known as Jacob McLaughlin, the medical device sales rep, I failed. Because I am so much more. Seth is so much more. Seth has a family. Seth has so many cool things going on in his life. I have a dog. I like to hike. Like there's other things outside of who we are there. So I just wanted to state that for anybody listening, because I know in this world, we are based on performance. But you want to know the people I see who financially struggle the most and the people who have the biggest egos, the people who don't aren't nice to other human beings and the people who are usually burnt out after three to five years are the people who are like, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this. Because every single person that's listening right now knows that rep. I've done this and this much. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to go crush it. I'm gonna go. Great. You can go crush it and still love people. You can go crush it and still know who you are even if you lost your job. It goes back to the confidence of even if you lost your job, you're enough, you know who you are. And guess what? If you're good, you're going to get another job. So I just wanted to state that. Seth, Dude, I love talking with you. I love chatting up. And uh, dude, I'm just so proud of you because 25 years old, crushing it, been with two of the largest companies in the world. And look at you now, man. And like being able to give back. I just, I'm so proud of you. Couldn't have done it without you, man. Listen, I think, um, you know, everything you, you put out so much stuff for free that it's like, if you could, and that's what I did when I first got started. I, I told you, I listened to every single one of your podcasts. I was taking notes on each of them. I mean, if I just had to say anything to anybody, it's just like, go through every single one of those podcasts and like take notes on it because this is like, you're giving out all this information for free. And I just love that about you that you're just, you want to give back. And I think we had a conversation when I was first breaking in and it's like, well, what can I do? You know, you've helped me and you're like, pass the message along, you know, whenever people are trying to break in, it's just like helping that person that is trying to get into the industry. And that even transfers over to, I'll just say this before we jump off. 
when you're in the OR, if you're experienced and you see a new person, I was always this person. It doesn't matter if they're a competitor, help them out. Like tell them where to go get scrubs, tell them, you know, this is who you can talk to. You're not going to lose business because of it, but you're going to help somebody out. That's trying their hardest to, you know, it's their first day. It's their first week. Maybe they don't have a supportive manager, you know, tell them where to go, show them how to get scrubs. Come on, man. This is to that point. This is all I have to say to every single person because this is what I've lived my life. Gary Vee said this and it's been amazing. Have the biggest building in town because you built it the biggest, not because you try to tear others down. Love, Love on it. others, help other people because this is what I can just tell you. If you think that helping a competitor get scrubs or you think helping a competitor to like a room is going to lose you the business, you suck at what you do. Because it goes back to this. I know who I am and I know what we offer. Seth knows who he is, knows who he, his offer. And this is the whole thing. This is how we're just wired. Put us on the starting line, baby. We will freaking go. Put me up against my competitors. We're already there and we're doing pretty well. Like the reason I'm just saying that is we're not afraid of competition. But the thing that really shows the confidence is not being, it's not an ego flex of like, oh, you little peasant or whatever. It's not any of that. It's I was in your shoes once. It goes back to why I do this, you guys. Hopefully, when you listen to this podcast, I hope it helps you in medical device sales. But my whole goal is to help you outside of medical device sales and in life because I'm going to sit here and tell you guys one more time. I come from the poorest county in Iowa. I have family members that still live off welfare. I come, I had $66 to my name six years ago, moved out here with $1,200 to my name five years ago. I lived off $30 a week. I had nothing to now have commission checks more than I used to make in a year and a month. It's amazing. And it literally has changed my life. And what happens in that is the person you become in the process. It has nothing to do with it because I'll say this. I heard this by Zig Ziglar and I need to share this with all of you so you can just understand where I come from. Zig Ziglar says, focus on being a millionaire because then once you make the millions, you can give it all away because it's not the money that makes you. It's the person you become to make the millions. If you can do that, then just love on others, help other people, because that's all this is about is just, it's what I've told every single person from the day. Like I moved out here, like I just pray every single morning. I say, God, just let me be a light to somebody. That's it. Just bless us somebody else. Because, hey, whew, you have blessed me. You have done more than I ever could even imagine in this little head of mine. And so I'm just going to say that to you guys, because if you're coming from a place of like, if I, if they win, I lose, that's why you're losing. Because I come from a place I win, Seth can win, you can win. Hence why we put all the free stuff out, because you guys winning does not take away from me. Because also the last thing I'll say on that, we're all on different journeys and all on different paths. We're not all trying to do the same thing. So I want to just stay with that. But Seth, again, thanks so much for taking time out of your day. I know you're super busy and appreciate you more than words. Absolutely, man. Hey, thanks for having me on. Anybody um, that watches this and wants to connect with me, reach out on LinkedIn. Happy to help you um, and love what you're doing, man. Keep it up. Appreciate you, man. And everybody who reaches out to Seth, I always just tell you guys, please make sure that you just come prepared because Seth is busy. And this is my whole, my whole big thing of, I love being able to help people. But so many times we have people who just get on calls and want to talk for 30 to 50 minutes. And I now instruct all of our people who do that to get off the phone within 15 to 20 minutes most times, because there's too many people who will do that. And then they won't even say thank you. And that's just like the, the God honest truth. And so what I would just say is if you are going to be reaching out to Seth and you want to like get just information and help from him, come prepared with questions. Um, Cause again, that's just protecting his time. And that's why I'm very vocal about this now because I've lived it. I've been on our phone calls and been like, man, I didn't have an hour to spend, but I did it. And then the person doesn't even send a thank you. And I never hear from them again. Right. So, and this is why I just always tell people, cause it's very true. People need you till they don't. 
Absolutely. When they, can, when they can benefit it from it, they're going to take it all day, but they probably won't give back. So that go, hence going back to what we're just saying. But if you guys get value from this, if you feel like this could help anybody, can you please share this with somebody that you feel like, again, in med device sales, maybe outside of med device sales? Because again, I just want to help as many people. If you can press that like and subscribe button, a five-star review helps us grow this channel. I want to say thank you to every single person who's listening. I'm so glad that this is providing value to you all. Hopefully you guys can get some laughs out of the deal. Um, but I just want to say thank you to everyone for all of the support and we'll see you on the next one. Peace.